Welcome to Babes Get Baked, your fave pot podcast, hosted by your babe, Ashley Shea. We'll spill all the high tea and nothing is off limits. Happy New Year and welcome back to another episode of Babes Get Baked. Today we are joined by Stacey Bobak, registered dental hygienist, medical cannabis expert, and founder of Canadent. Stacey, thanks so much for being with us. How are you doing today? Hi, Ashley. I'm great. I'm stoked to be here today and happy to be chatting with you. Awesome. Let's dive into a bit about your background and how you came to form Canadent. Yeah, totally. I am a registered dental hygienist. As you mentioned, I've been doing that for about 15 years in clinical practice. My cannabis journey joined forces with that kind of passion for oral health and overall health. Two ways, I guess. I have been a consumer of cannabis for a long time, but it was not until I got diagnosed with breast cancer at a young age that I was told that I now have like this free pass to access cannabis as medicine. I I, could come out of the cannabis closet because of this terrible diagnosis, but I was like, wait, why and how and who's going to help me figure that all out? So had to figure it out for myself as as a medical patient. And then I started seeing dental clients opening up about cannabis as well. So it was very interesting that I was presented with this opportunity to learn the science about how cannabis works in my body for myself, and then have patients either coming to me and saying, I've done that work for myself, or coming to me and saying, you know, I've got this long list of drugs I have to take, I'm looking for an alternative, or just, you know, seeing them kind of struggling, right? And I decided to continue my education by actually taking cannabis courses. So that gave me some credibility. It's not that I could incorporate it 100% into my dental practice, but it gave me credibility to speak to what I knew and to perhaps selectively offer these patients of mine um, some insight into how to take control of their own health as I had to do as a, as a medical patient looking for this alternative to um, some of the side effects I was experiencing through this cancer diagnosis and drugs that I had to take because of it. Uh, I saw it in clinical practice where patients were speaking to me about it, but I'm also a dental hygienist instructor. So I work in the practice of students, hands-on learning all about how to work as a dental hygienist. And once legalization hit, we had to be asking clients that came into the school, do you consume cannabis? Again, brand new legal world. A lot of the students didn't know how to ask that question, let alone how to continue the conversation if that person said yes. Mm -hmm. So I saw this need to now go in and educate the students about how to professionally have a conversation about cannabis as medicine and or recreational with patients that were coming in. And that's how Canada started. I got to go into the classroom, do presentations on what I'd learned as a cannabis educator and help them give this message to their patients about, you know, we're so used to talking about tobacco cessation as dental hygienists. We have to warn people about the potential risks there, but we are new to having a discussion about cannabis. We're, we're maybe not comfortable talking about recommending someone stop t- 
taking cannabis that's completely different than tobacco, right? So how are we going to translate this scientific knowledge to students so they can understand talking about risks or understanding why their client is taking cannabis and then uh, still being professional and moving forward as a registered dental hygienist in the future? Wow, that's amazing. Okay, wow. I'm just processing that. First of all, it sounds like you've been on an incredible journey. Um, You've conquered breast cancer. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. It's six Mm -hmm. years um, last November was the date of my diagnosis. So I've gone through all the treatment and I'm on the other side of it now. Oh my gosh. So happy to hear that. Honestly. Oh my gosh. It's so heartwarming. And then that jumped out at me. Um, the piece where you said that you now need to be asking post-legalization people if they were consuming cannabis. So is that all dental hygienists ask that? I never knew that. Yeah. Um, they should. Again, I think it's it's still new in terms of, I would say it's part of the medical history. You know, we ask about any medication that you take. We ask about any herbal supplements that you take. Um, anything you're putting into your body, we should know about it because we're going into your gums. There's potential for bleeding. There's, you know, you're in an anxious situation. So if you're under the influence of anything, we should know. But it's been such a, a potentially touchy subject because it was illegal and maybe people weren't as comfortable admitting that they'd consumed cannabis before their appointment. But now with legalization, I find a lot more patients are comfortable saying, yeah, I consume cannabis. And we should be asking them a few key questions just to assess the treatment that we're about to provide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. It sounds like because a lot of people knew about your history and that you were consuming it medically, you created a very open, safe space. So a lot of people did come to you for that, which is amazing. That I I love when I hear stories like that. So it really makes sense how you came to form Canadent. Right now with a lot of your education that you're providing or were there in the past any obstacles or even now, are there kind of stigma you see from other, you know, practicing healthcare professionals when you tell them about the work you do in Canadent? I would say over the past three years, it's gotten to be less more people are aware that I'm out here talking about the relationship between dental and cannabis. Perhaps in the past, they weren't ready to hear what I was talking about, or they weren't ready to really digest the information. But I think, you know, the more that you talk to other people in your community and in your circle, you might you know, remember back that there was that opportunity for you to learn about how cannabis and dentistry relate. And now it makes sense in your brain and you want to know more about it. So I would say in the beginning, I was kind of begging, can I come into the dental office? Can I come into this dental society and teach you about how cannabis and dental are related? No, I started Canadent at the beginning of COVID in March, 2020. So people were not that open to receiving education about cannabis. They wanted more COVID related education, but it's, funny now, I have a lot of offices, a lot of societies. And here at the college, I still have regular opportunities and more people coming to me asking me to present this information. So I think we're seeing a big shift just with it being more comfortable to have that conversation. Yeah, no, I love that. I personally, before hearing about you you and all the work you do, have never even put two and two together with cannabis consumption and dental health. What are any, if any, possible impacts of cannabis on oral health? So maybe diving a bit more into 
to your expertise and in education? Sure. Yeah. Like I said, we have a lot of research on smoking in general. So constantly having this heat in your mouth and the negative effects it can have on tissues in your mouth, like your cheeks and your lips and your gums causing dry mouth, you know, smoking cannabis. That's one of the major side effects. I don't know if you've ever experienced the pasties, but um, (laughs) so in general, we say a lot of those potential negative risks come from people who smoke regularly. So um, what I educate about is ways to prevent that. Mainly I'm teaching about different ways that people can consume cannabis that have less risk on your gum and teeth. And if you are smoking, then how can we prevent that? So saliva substitutes, you know, eating a good diet, making sure people are aware how to take care of their teeth, prevent cavities, that kind of thing. So that's the consumption side. We also dive into the fact that a lot of the edibles have sugar, right? And we know that sugar causes cavities. So again, preventing cavities by just being mindful of what you're putting into your body and how frequently you're doing that. The other side of it is more so for the professional, but I think consumers should be aware too, is that if you are taking or consuming your cannabis right before the dental visit, then there's some potential for um, drug-drug interaction specifically. So if you're going in for a filling, for example, you're going to need some freezing. And the way that the freezing is metabolized, it often makes your heart race, you know, it changes your blood pressure. And if you have consumed THC specifically and your heart is racing a little bit or your blood pressure's changed, you're on high alert, there's a potential interaction, meaning you might need a different amount of freezing than the dentist is normally planning to give you. So again, it's just about being open and honest with your regular habits and understanding that potential risk. So normally we would suggest not consuming a high THC right before your dental visit. I was going to jump into that if you have any recommendations, um, because I know a lot of people may not love, you know, visiting their dentist. uh, So they maybe they do it to calm their nerves or something. But then again, also people People take it for for medical reasons, let's say, you know, maybe to treat epilepsy or something that, you know, they have to take that. Exactly. Do you have recommendations with that then? I guess 100% disclose that information. Sure. Yes. Uh, again, if you're if you're not being asked the question, don't be afraid to to disclose it for sure. Now, in both of those cases, we know that CBD is great for anxiety and it is commonly used to prevent epilepsy. So we're not seeing that increased paranoia or increased risk in the dental chair if it's CBD based. And again, that's why I try to educate the professionals to understand the difference between THC and CBD in medicine. If it's if you're used to taking THC and you know how it affects you because you take it as medicine daily or you just consume it regularly, then you should be able to explain that to the professional. The other side of it is we're seeing, um, this is really exciting, cannabis being put into the dental practice and into dental products. So, so far I've seen it in the States where they actually offer a sub lingual CBD as one of the options to help you have a less anxious time. Whoa, wait, what? I've never heard of this. Maybe I'm not going to my dentist enough. (laughs) Whoa, hold on. Yeah, right? Uh, Yeah, I'll take the CBD, please. Over laughing gas or um, those other options that people who are just very anxious about what's about to happen. Again, I'm seeing it in the States. I'm trying to advocate for it uh, coming to Canada. Is, Is that only in the States or how long has that been introduced? Is that elsewhere in other countries? So to be able to prescribe it. Again, it depends on the provinces. In Ontario, it's only doctors and nurse practitioners that can prescribe the cannabis. In Quebec, dentists can. So they might be actually having it 
available there. You could maybe have a prescription to take it before your dentist appointment, you know, just as you would take it before another anxious setting and understanding the effects that it's going to help you be more relaxed during your appointment. And then again, the team should be aware that this is your medicine and you take it for that purpose. So again, as an option in the office saying, I'm a dentist and I'm going to place this under your tongue. I'm currently seeing it in the, in the States, but it, I, I know it's going to come to Canada. And then on the other uh, kind of home side of your dental products, we're seeing companies coming out with patents to be making products that contain different cannabinoids. So you could have a toothpaste, you could have a mouth rinse, you could have tablets that you're taking that will help to decrease inflammation in your gums and in uh, the, the tissues in general, in your mouth. Maybe it's after surgery. I'm really mind blown right now. No one can see my face. My mouth is just like <laughs> open and I'm like, what? <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, oh, it's happening. Cool. With the mouthwash then, is it because I just mainly use like the Listerine where I feel like, you know, it always just, no matter which kind you take, you feel that burning sensation in your mouth. So maybe with um, CBD mouthwash, you don't feel that as much? Yeah, I think the burning comes from like the mint yeah. flavoring, right? You should be ideally using something without alcohol. So it's not like a damaging burning sensation, but absolutely, like I'm really excited to see what they're going to incorporate in terms of flavors and how the cannabinoids will balance out that sensation and, and help you to have less inflammation in your mouth. This is so cool. Have you personally uh, been able to try? Because obviously you, you have an extended network in, in dental health, um, any of these products? So I, I make my own products, but oh, I went, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. I went to Lyft in Toronto and there was a company who now you, you can't give out infused products. So yeah, they yeah, did yeah. give me their toothpaste and they were explaining how they do uh, incorporate the, the CBD and different cannabinoids into it, but I wasn't able to try the professional product that does have cannabinoids. In right. It. Okay. I must've missed that booth. Cause I was there too. Oh, that's so cool. But probably a while till we see these regularly being stocked in our, our <laughs> drugstores and everything. Um, probably a while for the drugstores, but it's, Oh, never mind. You can't sell those products in, in Canada, the drugstores. Right. I just it's realized that too. Yeah. It's already happening in terms of LPs or specific companies making the products. So I think think it's going to be very soon that we see those LPs making the products. But I do believe, like I mentioned, there's big oral health companies that own patents and are in the process of making these products. So mm -hmm. it is going to be more readily available. I do believe. I'm just, I have a vision right now of because of the regulations in Canada, maybe obviously differing from the States, we have to buy all of these products only from each province can differ, but Ontario, let's say from the physical stores of me just going like, oh, I ran out of toothpaste. Let me go to my local dispensary and get some like CBD toothpaste. That's yeah. wild. It will be for sure. Oh my gosh. So I had a question. I know you mentioned just of everyone being mindful, especially of um, smoking, depending how you consume cannabis, or I guess even cigarettes of how that can affect your gum health. And then when you mentioned the pasty, so I usually do get dry mouth quite a bit temporarily, of course, from consuming mm -hmm. cannabis. Does that have an effect long term on my gum health and, and, and teeth? Yeah, what would you recommend or? Sure. Yeah. So like you said, it is a temporary side effect where the cannabinoids get into our saliva glands and they send this message to turn down or change the consistency of our saliva. So 
during that time, you want to be careful of what you consume when you get the munchies. So if you're already having this dry mouth, which means less saliva protecting your teeth, making it a little harder to swallow, you don't want to be consuming a lot of those carbohydrates, sugary, bready, like cheesies and muffins and that kind of food, because it's more likely to stick to the teeth and in between. And then that's when the cavity process can activate the bacteria that are bad. They love that dry desert-like mouth you know, situation. So we often find that the mouth gets dry a little more naturally at night. So you want to obviously floss and brush before bed. Um, mouthwash is another great idea because you're flushing out all of that food and just trying to have a clean slate before bed. And then obviously doing it in the morning is really great too, just to be really diligent twice a day brushing, at least once a day flossing, mouthwash is a bonus. And then just that diet aspect. So some good alternatives. I like to pre-plan my munchies if I know I'm going to be experiencing I love it. good cannabis. I'll have like maybe apples and peanut butter or cheese is another better option where you still feel satisfied. It's not mm. like you're eating a salad, but it's better for protective around the teeth. Just be mindful that there's a potential risk when you have dry mouth of increasing some negative effects in the mouth. Yeah. Okay. If someone just consumes regularly, um, I'm just speaking pretty much for myself, um, but let's say I don't want to have the, I just have the pasties. I just have dry mouth, but I'm not eating anything. Does that still have any effect? Let's say every, you know, almost every day, let's say almost every evening, if I have temporarily have that dry mouth, does that have any effect maybe long-term? It's, it's very quickly going to start up again. Your saliva is going to start flowing. And if you've got your good oral hygiene already, you're not eating anything. It's not going to be an issue. Just keep going to your dental hygienist to make sure things look good. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess in terms of, let's say smoking joints or vaping or bongs within that sphere, is there one that's better than the other just solely when we're talking about dental health? Mm -hmm. So the they're doing some studies. Again, a lot of them compare smoking and often the, the people who are studied also smoke tobacco. So that makes it a bit more difficult to delineate the differences between smoking a joint and smoking a cigarette. I don't know that there's been studies specifically on bongs, but what we're talking about is putting fire to the flower. And when we're actually combusting it, we know there's more hydrocarbons. There's these bad things that happen and more carcinogens and more risk of that high, high heat sitting in your mouth and causing some damage. So we're seeing that there is proof that vaporizing is more gentle, a little less risky because it's not, it's not creating as many hydrocarbons for one, and it's a little less heat and you're only evaporating or vaporizing the cannabinoids, right? You're not burning the whole entire plant and having that um, combustion side effect on the mouth. Yeah. I am fairly health conscious and health oriented, but dental health is something that I don't, I don't keep top of mind. Um, I don't know if a lot of people do, even though, of course, I regularly, you know, brush my teeth and floss. I don't necessarily think about it in other aspects, especially with consuming cannabis. So that's really interesting. Well, what the way I think about it, and again, this is coming from being a medical patient too, is overall health, right? Like getting to the root of the problem and just being really mindful of what you do for your body. So we know that what happens in the mouth is also happening elsewhere in the body. If you have a lot of frap building up on your teeth, you know, you might be swallowing some of it, you might be 
breathing some of it in. You might be suffering elsewhere. And now your white blood cells are trying to heal all these different areas of inflammation when it could have easily been resolved by being mindful of your oral health. So it is a good reminder that if you want to take care of your whole body, that should be reflected in your teeth and gums as well. No, for sure. No, because sometimes um, I so I usually consume in the evenings and then sometimes I'll take edibles. So now I'm like, okay, I need to stay really mindful because I have done this a lot in the past where I take an edible and go about you know, my nighttime routine and then I just like forget to brush my teeth. And of course, I'll, I'll probably eaten a you know a sugary edible or something. Yeah, You're probably I just do it too. Head going like, oh, no, 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 not at all. No judgment. I've totally done it as well. I, I agree. I like cannabis at night. Um, I have to really sometimes force myself to go through the flossing and brushing, but it does only take two minutes. An electric toothbrush is really good. Just get around all those yeah. hard to reach areas. But you know, it happens. Nobody's perfect. As long as you're ideally waking up in the morning and cleaning it all off, it's going to be okay. If you're someone who's more prone to cavities, you've had a lot of fillings, you have missing teeth, you know, your, your gums bleed when you're brushing or flossing, then maybe it's more of a concern. And you want to make an effort to either, you know, take your edible earlier or brush your to- teeth like right after you take it. Yeah, before you um, feel the effects. Yeah, but but don't get down on yourself. Okay, so on a scale of one to 10, if once in a while, if I just forgot to brush my teeth after taking edible, like I'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. (laughs) Amazing for a certified expert. Um, (laughs) What other projects do you have in store for Canada and and where do you kind of want to see and take it in the future? Thanks. I have been incredibly grateful for all the opportunities I've had by embarking on this journey to be a cannabis educator. So it was very easy after I did my schooling for me to see I wanted to combine what I already did for work with this newfound passion for cannabis science. So it was a great start, as I said, to start up Canada. From there, I've met so many other cannabis educators that I've actually joined a few nonprofits. I've started a nonprofit organization for cannabis educators or cannabis students who want to become educators. So that means people who work with patients, people who develop courses, people who just want to take a course and that's called Educanation. And oh, so edu- yeah, Educanation is a nonprofit for cannabis educators and we're super busy just letting people know that there's a place in the world for cannabis educators and it's important to have a standard of cannabis education. So that's really filling a lot of my time. As I mentioned, I, I got to speak at Lyft because of my Canada background. So I talk a lot about the cannabis science and I go out and do these presentations, which is something I never thought I'd do. I thought I'd be working as a dental hygienist the rest of my life. Yeah. But again, I'm incredibly grateful for those opportunities that have come up. And then again, one more step from being a teacher in dental hygiene, I now work at Centennial College, I teach cannabis processing theory. So this opportunity opened up a whole new door of being able to teach about cannabis. So just chills all over my body. About oh my gosh, I, I to love do it. The people I get to meet. Yeah, it's amazing when I hear the stories about how people have integrated cannabis into their lives and, and their passion and what they do. And it just, it warms my heart. I'm just, I'm so happy for you. And I'm so excited to see all the work that you and, and Canadians are, are going to bring in the future. Stacy, thanks so much for your time and wisdom. How can people connect with you and Canadent if they want to learn more? Yeah, please do. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at canadent.ca. And if you have any specific questions or you want to book me for an event, just email hello at canadent.ca. Perfect. Ah, thanks so much, Stacy. I'm definitely going to be taking better care of my dental hygiene and health and, and keeping that at top of mind, especially at night if I pop it edible. Amazing. I love that. Thank you for having me.
That's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for listening, babes. Subscribe to know when the latest episode drops and follow us on Instagram at babesgetbaked.